This is Not A Robot Horror Pod. I am your host, Isaiah Zapata, and today we are going to talk about horror as a genre in multimedia with our co-host, Josh. Round of applause, please. <laughs> Hello, humans. And Nikki. What's up? We'll be discussing the innards, extremities, meat, and bones of all things horror. So make sure you listen to the very end to find out how you can play a part into the continued development of the show. To give you humans a little insight on the heretical host and how we fit into this darkened void that is horror, uh, we'll begin with Josh Murray, our agnomatic brood king of the cellar dwellers with a passion for all things pop culture, especially the things waiting under your bed. Here is Josh. Tell us a little bit more about himself. Um... Well, uh, I guess my name is Josh. I have uh, a couple of little kids and a wife at home. I am the, I guess, team coordinator of Not A Robot. I kind of got everybody together, and I'm the guy that gets into the Slack and tags you incessantly when I don't have your audio. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that that that's, that's about me in a nutshell. I've been a horror fan for a very very long time since i was about i want to say eight years old somewhere in there where i saw my very first horror movie nightmare on elm street part three dream warriors <laughs> and i was admittedly far too young to watch that movie <laughs> it definitely opened my eyes up to a whole brand new world and <laughs> but it will always be in my top five because it is my it was my favorite movie, or not my favorite, my first horror movie, and even though I was young, it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. It's funny you say that, because when I was younger, and the first two scary movies that I can remember seeing was Child's Play yeah. and the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and I remember being young, walking in, and I saw boobies, and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to sit down and watch this now. And then watching that person just get like torn to shreds and like, never mind, I take it back. I'm I leaving. Back. I'm, no. I don't want to see this no more. I was a chicken shit. So you being young and watching the part three, which eh, may or may not be the best or worst choice, depending on uh -huh. who you're asking. Yeah, it was on TV. My uncle was watching it. and We came up, me and my little brother. Um, my little brother did turn around and go back to bed, but um, <laughs> I sat there like, and, oh, that. I guess people can't see what I'm doing, but like eyes wide, mouth hanging <laughs> open, and I'm like, somebody just got sucked into the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I slept well that night. I can't remember that, but I remember everything about Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Nightmare on Elm Street fucked me up for a while. So did Jeepers Creepers. See, Jeepers and Creepers never really did it for me. But before we get into everything else, there is somebody else that <laughs> probably needs to introduce. I will talk the hell out of anybody. So, <laughs> well, And with that being said, next we have Nikki. Nikki, tell us more about yourself. You're, uh, you're pretty new to uh, at least the horror pod, kind of, technically. Not really. Yes. <laughs> This is the first one. What are you talking about? You're right. Um, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess a little bit about myself is that, like, as far as horror goes, well, I'm 
I'm featured just about on every podcast on this network at this point, I think. And then nearly, <laughs> nearly. I've guessed on at least, I think, most of them. Um, <laughs> but uh, horror specifically is something that has been near and dear to my heart since conception, I believe. My dad is a huge, like, vintage horror guy. So oh, I yeah. grew up watching, like, all the classics. Like, the first one I can remember watching was Texas Chainsaw when I was, like, four. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> How do you remember when you were four? Uh, that was pretty traumatizing. I think. Like <laughs> yeah. you remember that? <laughs> I, I, I suppose you're right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like since then, I've always been kind of a, a lover of everything to do with horror. Um, some of the first books I ever read were Goosebumps books. Um, oh, I was addicted I, to R.L. Stein, man. I love him <laughs> he's so funny like as a person too like you you read like his weird like campy like child horror yeah. <laughs> books and you're like oh this guy can't be like that weird right because like these are like modified children's stories and then you like listen to an interview with him and you're like oh <laughs> is he still alive um i don't know that's a great question um other than that i've been uh i was part of a haunted hayride for like five years that was based off horror movies um and like i'm a huge like stephen king fan of course because who isn't and yeah now i'm here (laughs) so now you're here to nerd out about horror movies with the rest of us hell yeah you woke up this morning got sunken into a bed and you just ended up here (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. That's a concept that I want to run with one day. Don't fall asleep. It's like uh it's like it's like all those animes where you just wake up in a new world. Like I just sunk through my bed, and here I am. <laughs> Everything's scary. Oh, uh, R.L. Stone is still alive. He's seventy-seven. Jesus wow. Christ. He's he lives in Columbus, Ohio. If anybody would like to go visit his house, that's something that we <laughs> we uh, talked about on the the <laughs> round table. Uh, how weird it is that people want to visit Stephen King's house. So if you're an R.L. Stein fan over him, <laughs> does he like still live there? Uh, it says so on his wiki page, but I, I guess let's that just might take not a field trip. I just wanted to take a second <laughs> and put a disclaimer out there that not a robot podcast, not advocating any form of stalking in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> definitely taking a field trip that's like two, that's like two hours for me oh uh, yeah that's like a two plane rides for me so you should have brought him <laughs> some skyline chili it'll take me a while to get there <laughs> stephen king is one of my top five people to uh sit down and have a bullshit session with though so. <laughs> you tell me you don't have you're... a list of of, of 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 the top five people that you would like to sit down and have a bullshit session with um See, Stephen King, I wouldn't say that I would because, one, I'd like to smoke with them, and two, Stephen King uh, is not good on drugs. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, he writes things like Tommy Knockers when he's on drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says that he, he has no recollection of writing the second half of the entire It book yep. because he was so high the entire time. Yep. Hey, he doesn't. He doesn't remember writing Tommy Knockers at all. We're also not advocating you should do drugs to become successful, but it has been proven. To work. It has worked for quite a few people. That's not advocation. That's just observation. Not recently, though. No, that's true. No, recently, no. That just kills you. 
But you might become successful in the process. It's, it's possible. I well, the other option is that you you get a drug addiction and or you die. So I mean, it really is up to you as to which, what kind of gambling you want to do. You know what that balancing act looks like. Well, Just I have like a contingency plan. <laughs> I seriously don't recommend drug addiction. So yeah, probably That's not. All I was <laughs> probably not. We, we don't recommend it, but it might get you famous. <laughs> but it might get you famous. <laughs> but it might get you famous. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, me. Your host, Isaiah Zapata. I am a film student out in the Midwest, Northwest Ohio. I think that's what it is. I don't know my at cardinal directions. Uh, I am a film student. Uh, I attend a four-year college, but prior to that, I studied my associates in theater. So some acting experience, I guess you could say. Uh, but I, during that year, I fell in love with horror uh, thanks to my intro to film professor, uh, Jonathan, uh, so shout out to him. What's Hope up, Jonathan? What up, Jonathan? You, I don't know if you'll ever see this, but if you do, fuck you too. Um, <laughs> That's how you know and, you got a good relationship with somebody. I actually don't think he likes me anymore. He had Uh-oh. some. <laughs> I, I don't think it, he had. He has some issues that he needs to, you know, work out. Maybe he worked them out, but last time I checked, he blocked me on everything. So I don't know. Oh no. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> It's really weird. Uh, but thanks was, to him. Did you call him a hack or something? No. No, I think I just would never play um, Apex Legends with him on PlayStation. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> wow, petty as fuck, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't that. It's just like he would never send me the invite. So like I just wouldn't go out of my way to invite him to play. <laughs> Oddball guy. I love him to death. He sees this. Uh, stop blocking me, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, but Don't thanks be so to him, petty, Betty. <laughs> uh, it allowed me to sink my mind and body into all the all the horror genres and avenues and medias because I like I'll be in the morning taking the most righteous doo doo while listening to Reddit horror stories. <laughs> I love it. it. It engulfs my life. Uh, me and my girlfriend we watch horror movies on the daily. It's either Disney princess movies or scary body horror. Uh-huh. What's the difference? Uh, it's just all the same. Body which horror. they should. Which they should. I think somebody should take a spinoff of all these Disney Disney the stories and just make them spookier. I think I'd like that. I mean, but, I've seen, uh, what do you want to call it? Like Just representations of the, them twisted and whatnot. The Disney princesses, yeah. like evil versions. But yeah, there. I don't think there's any movies like that. There is it, and there needs to be. I think that would be something that like people who hate Disney would just appreciate. <laughs> Down with the mouse. But then again, if you really There's look at characterizations and also right. Halloween costumes. Ooh, I want to be like some sadistic looking beast. There you go. That'd be easy That'd be to put together. Cool. Some nightmare feel for you. Like uh do like, like the scare a, bears. Do like a sadistic looking beast with beast with a like a emo bell. <laughs> An emo bell. <laughs> But with her on a leash. Yeah, there, we oh, go. there you go. Oh, that's good. Big titty goth girlfriend. Yeah, big titty goth girlfriend. <laughs> you know, every Perhaps big titty goth smoking. girlfriend I've ever met aren't all the way there. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're not all the way there. They're not all the way I'll there. I'll have you know, says. I am a big titty goth girlfriend, and I take offense to that. Are you all the way there? 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> do you, do you, like, you figure do that you out have, and then come back to us. Do you have 52 <laughs> cards in your deck? I can't count that high. <laughs> no. <laughs> she is a big titty doctor. And no offense to any of the other big titty goth girlfriends out there. Uh, if you don't have the 52 cards in your deck, that's all right. That's fine. You just fit that trope. But that's all right. We love you anyways. Indeed. And there will always be a demand. Just keep the supply. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me. Uh, everything horror. Uh, there's a lot of things that I won't do. Like I have stacks of books about how to screenwrite, how to write fiction, how to write horror, how to write this. And I will probably never read them. And that's just a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of dollars down the drain. Uh, I am not the biggest reader, even in terms of like, the only thing I've ever probably read is like Junji Ito books, which I think his his horror stories are uh, up there with like R.L. Stein and uh, Mr. King. Just, it's just so weird. Like, is he the guy who does like the grotesque like body horror for like yeah the manga characters? Yeah, and it like. What the hell were you doing when you came up with these ideas? Like, I know Stephen King, drugs and nightmares, which might have been induced by the drugs. Who knows? <laughs> nah, might have been. I don't know. Can't say for sure. I'm not a doctor. But, like, some of these things are just, like, they're fucked up. Like, the there was one where they, they find this, like, little totem in the yard. Like, it's not even like, oh, I went to the jungle and I found this totem and here it is. Well, this jungle, this totem's in the yard. And then when you hold on to this totem for too long, you start like turning into like a bug hive. You have a bunch of holes and bugs just chill inside you. It was gross. I read it to a bunch of kids. They loved it. <laughs> and they were young too. They were like probably like from like anywhere from like five to like nine. And they were like, dude, if you're having writer's block and you want to just hear something just so fucked up, ask any five year old for it. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start going asking kids like, "Do you see that guy in that corner?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Shit, there really is somebody there." <laughs> I always hate stories like that when they're like, "Yeah, you want to see my friend?" No. Is he, <laughs> is he real? Is he like live somewhere else? No, he he lives in our basement. No, word, we're out of here. My cousin's imaginary friend was named Kevin. She could only see him in mirrors, and he always had a butcher's knife. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, <laughs> no, no. Uh, my my biological uh, uh, second son, when he was, I want to say like five. I he would come and wake me up every single night for like. I don't know, dude. It felt like it was forever, <laughs> and finally, um, after asking him over and over and over again, first he would say that, that, you know, just that he was scared and just asking him over and over and over again why he was scared. And he was like, there's a little boy that burns me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Holy, there's a what? <laughs> a little boy that burns me. Oh, no. See, I, <laughs> see, I throw the whole kid out. That's was, why I can't be a father. I'd be like, ooh, that sounds you gotta like throw a the whole you problem. Yeah, right, you got to yeah. throw the whole kid out, right? Bath water and the everything. The whole kid's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up. Yeah, for sure. That's that's one of the reasons why I, I, I'm like almost against having kids, just because I don't want to have to deal with them. Almost against having kids. Just for that. Just for like, if one of them tells me, like, Dad, have you met Eric? Who's Eric? You know, the guy that lives in our cellar. 
We have a seller? Uh, <laughs> we got to start with that first. And there's okay. a guy named Eric down. Yeah. And he says he really likes you. Like, you tell him I don't like him. Right. Have you seen take, that take comic back. strip where it's like the dad talking to his son before bed and the son is like, can we go to a haunted house tomorrow? And he's like, what's wrong with the one that we live in? And then he leaves. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. That's great. It's... I watched a horror movie where it was pretty much like that. Like the, the, the ghost lived in the closet and she told the parents about the ghost that lived in the closet. And um, they would yell at her because they didn't. she was freaking them out. And um, finally, she, she talked. I can't remember what the ghost name was, but she was like, I'm just going to say Julia. Julia <laughs> doesn't like you anymore. I'm like, oh, God, that's creepy as fuck. <laughs> it's like I don't my, like Julia either. <laughs> right? <laughs> or or like the, the last line in Sinister. Don't worry, Daddy. I'll make you famous. I was like, holy fuck, that's the creepiest part in the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah children 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 scare me more than just horror anything in the horror so far like you ever read any of those like um it's usually like i, I don't want to say cryptic zoology or something like that but it was like they're little kids that are probably like skinwalkers or something like that and they have all black eyes and you'll see them oh, on the, the side black of the road kids, yeah. yeah and like they'll just be on the side of the road and they'll be like can i get a ride and it's like fuck no Hell do, you know, do you know about the Black Eyed Kids ARG? What, what is ARG? Alternate reality game. I'm super into ARGs. Um, no, but, no, I'm scared. So of there. What exactly so there a, is an ARG? It's like an alternate a, reality game. So it's like a VR. Um, usually, like it starts off with like a website that gets like released on Reddit or something, and then you go onto the website and it seems normal, but then you like click on like you find out that there's like some picture encrypted and then it leads you down like a rabbit hole where you find out about like these places that are totally fake, but like it's, it's done like a real storyline that you can like look at and stuff. Uh, it's pretty cool. That's Cloverfield pretty cool. has one that's like super famous. I, um, the Cloverfield I, series. I have been missing <laughs> okay. out on these for far too long. Yes. I love them. But there was one about the black eyed children. That was a dude who, so like typically ARGs are like, They'll either start off looking like they're real and then like within the first like month or so that they're out, like it'll be kind of revealed that it's an ARG for like something else instead of like something real on its own. But this guy did a black eyed children one that he meant to be an ARG, but he sold it to the community as if it was real. So people were thinking that like black eyed children were literally showing up at his house and like they were calling the police. They were showing up at his house like they were finding where he was shooting them and stuff. And it was like Oops. bad. And then he had to like come out and say like, no, this is fake. Like this is supposed to be a game. <laughs> and then he started getting like death threats and people were like showing up at his house again. Like, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so if you're, <laughs> if you're looking for something new to get into, that's just a whole horror thing on its own. <laughs> uh, see, I, I couldn't like, that's probably like my worst fears. Children. <laughs> Not just because like, if I have a kid, ooh, <laughs> sorry, kid, <laughs> tough luck. You, if I had a kid, Ooh, <laughs> ooh. But, like, if my kid just starts telling me, like, oh, I have a friend, or I start seeing some, like, weird, demented children on the side of the road, <clears throat> that's why I carry a Glock. Maybe not for my own kid, 
But for the side of the road, children, good luck to you if you're real or not. That's just that terrifies me. Children terrify me. Right. You in start terms turning of like, your head too weird, and I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> right. Make any weird ass breathing noises like uh, I'm, I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> me and you are both going down. <laughs> whether whether you're the only one that walks away, at least before I'm gone, I'm thinking you're going with me. Dude, go. I used to work with kids, and I can tell you right now that, like, no matter what you do, your kid is gonna do those things. Like, they're uh-huh. <laughs> stop it. They're just like that. They're crazy. Like, <laughs> do not tell like, a kid not to do something before they do it, because then it won't. It. it will become something that is a habit. They'll just do it. Like, They'll just do it. Like they, they don't care. They can't. It's compulsory. <laughs> they can't even control themselves. No, they also like. They can understand more than you think they would, but they understand it in ways that don't, that aren't, like, real. Like, I knew a four-year-old whose friend's parents got divorced, and the the father had moved to California. We're in Massachusetts. So she was like, oh, yeah, now my friend gets two Christmases. I wish that I could get divorced. (laughs) And so she, like, (laughs) kind of understood, like, that her parents were no longer together and that that was bad. But she also understood divorce as, like, that means I get two Christmases. (laughs) Look, man, there's an upside to everything. (laughs) Mom and daddy don't love each other anymore, but I get more gifts. (laughs) Exactly. There's a bright side to everything if you think about it. But kids are just like that. Like, they're all like that. I don't know. Yes, I, I think you're selling me on not kids. <laughs> I think you're selling a hard. I'm not trying to sell you to get kids. No, sell me on the opposite. Like, return it. Like, here's the receipt. 30, no. day, 30 days money back guarantee. I love. Sibling that doesn't want the little one. It's like, can you bring it back, though? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love all of my kids, like, like hardcore. They're the most important people I in hope my life. So. But <laughs> kids are. And, and I'm, I'm saying this, let me pre- preface this by saying that I believe that children are born knowing the difference between wrong and right. Because yeah. at nearly two years old, I, uh, th- we didn't do soda at the time. I was actually in the process of uh, breaking myself from Mountain Dew. So we didn't have soda in the house at, at the time. And I had a friend that came over and he set a Pepsi down. My kid was nearly two years old. He'd never seen a Pepsi before. And I watched him slowly creep over. <laughs> take a step. Slowly wait and then take a step. Wait a second. Take a step. And um, then he gets close enough to the Pepsi bottle. He grabs it and takes off running down the, the, the hallway. Like... There was no reason for him to, to think he wasn't allowed to have that. He, there was no reason for him to, to, to run away at all, but he knew he was supposed to. <laughs> so all, all that to say this, I love kids. Kids are great. We have to have them if we want to continue as a race of people. But they are born domestic terrorists. <laughs> I like OP children. <laughs> OP children. Every child is chaotic good. I like other people's kids. Some of them are chaotic extent. neutral. Some of them are chaotic bad. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. See, Hold I on. I know a, kids can be bad. I know a kid named Dominic who 
Ooh, tried that's to, a bad name for a kid. It is. And he tried <laughs> to light his mom's house on fire. He was okay, nine. But, like, but that means that he has something else going on. Like, you well, don't yeah, just learn kid. how to light a house on he fire, was you weird, know? man. From the t- I knew him. <laughs> like, he from the time he grew up, like, he had black-ass eyes. And he creeped you out every time. I'm not making this shit up. Not like whole black, know, but like his funny. eye color, black eyes. And oh, dude, I'm telling you, he was creepy from the time he was two years old. I'm just saying, you got to have something else wrong with you if you're already doing that stuff when you're a baby, well, you know? Obviously, he had some kind of a condition, but yeah. Something, yeah. Uh, Wasn't it the name of like the kid from like one of the anarchist movies? The Antichrist or something like that? that one of them. Damien. Damien? Eh, close Damien. Enough. Dominic that's Damien. the Omen <laughs> that's the Omen movies. But Damien yeah, Omen. Is used a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same kid. Mm-hmm. Damien but, is what but, I yeah. call children who misbehave. <laughs> like it's it's like a thing. A no shit. <laughs> but to, to tie this into like our main topic of the episode. Oh yeah, yeah. which is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, my bad. <laughs> right. But like yeah, well, technically. Technically. So I've always wondered this, and I just you guys since you guys have brought up children. Has there ever been, like, a final child, like, where the child is the only one that survives? I don't know about the only one that survives, but yes, definitely. I mean, there, like, are, there are definitely children-based horror movies. Don't Breathe is one of them, or Don't Breathe 2 is one of them. He, he gains a child. <laughs> oh, when, I, I've when, never seen it yet. Well, then again, I never intended to see it. I like the first one. I don't I suggest didn't... it. I didn't like the first one. We saw the second one because we went to a drive-in to actually see The Green Knight, and that was playing before it. So. <laughs> you see, yeah, because I've never thought of like, like, has there ever been a kid that survives? But like, did they have to survive? Like, was there a reason for their survival? Like, were they being attacked? The sixth sense. I don't know what, like how I guess, but the sixth sense. It has a child in it. <laughs> so. Would Halloween count? Oh, true. Yeah, he is going after. Technically, at one point, I guess, I guess she would be the final child or only survivor child. Because does he kill the kid in The Shining? No. No, there's only one kid to begin with. Can't be a final child if there's only one. Oh really? Yeah, that's like being proud of Do the fact you won third cemetery? place when there was only three cemetery. people that competed. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, it. It. They're all hit. well. They're not kids at at a point, so I don't know. It counts because that's, like that's that. presented like, in two. You know, it's broken up. Yeah, it's in two stories, huh. but. Well, anyway, <laughs> our <laughs> our main topic for today's episode is the horror trope known as the final girl. We all know about the final girl. It's that surviving female, strong, independent woman who kicks ass, or not, depending on who you're talking about, uh, and just makes it. She doesn't trip enough. She doesn't... She's too hot. She's too hot, right. She's usually like... She's just all saintly, all pure, has a couple uh, characteristics to her that are required for her to be this final girl. And we'll get into that as well. But we came all to the consensus and with a little Google searching is that Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that's like what, 1970-ish? 74. 74. I was going to say 79, but I don't feel bad. Hmm. Uh, 74. <laughs> uh, I was made is, in 79. 
<laughs> was it while watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Uh, I couldn't tell you, but I'm going to say no Saucy. because my mom was scared of black and white movies. She was even oh. scared of The Wizard of Oz. Like I'm would, scared of Wizard of Oz. Straight up, I would fuck with her by going, I'll get you, my pretty. <laughs> oh, my God. She would jump. It was beautiful. <laughs> Seeing seeing one of those little uh, was it the flying monkeys or the, no? It was the Munchkins. Seeing one of them hanging in the background. Yeah, no, that's like I will say that is scary. It's just interesting to me that like she's so afraid of black and white movies that even one that's mostly in color. Right. I mean, she's is scary. It's, it's scary movies in general. She and she thinks Wizard of Oz is absolutely frightening. The whole thing, the haunted forest, the witch. She she is scared shitless of the. Uh, 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 the great and powerful Oz. <laughs> I would be too. He's scary. He's freaky. Right. The, Until you he's pull the curtain. His body. Until you pull the curtain back, and he's just like, "Oh, it's just Jim <laughs> from IT." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nikki from IT. Hey. <laughs> oh, definitely I, do that. So <laughs> <Nikki>. <laughs> but my mom, my mom is the same way. She's terrified of horror movies. Uh, even though we've caught her, well, we convinced her to watch them. And then, like, she'll just find a reason. Like, I'm never doing this again. I've gotten grounded one time for watching a horror movie in the same room as her while she's preparing to go out with friends to go, like, partying, whatever. And it's like, Mom, you're not even going to be here in, like, the next, like, 10 minutes. She's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm scared. Like, shut up. You're a a big ween. (laughs) When I was young, um, Macaulay Culkin had a oh, no. movie that came out called The Good Son, and my my uh, my grandma took us to go see it because she knew he was the kid from Home Alone. That's all she knew. What Macaulay Culkin played was a little boy, not much older than he was in the first Home Alone, who gets adopted and plays a, a step. A, adopted or brought into the home for some other reason like his parents died or some shit like that i don't know yeah his parents died so he was brought into this other home and he plays a stepbrother to elijah wood and he plays a very creepy kills little animals tries to kill people probably killed his parents little kid and the whole thing is like a real whole long strong uh, build up to this kid being so fucking demented that it's crazy. My grandma was horrified because we went to go see it in the theaters. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a great time. See, my my grandmother, she's like, she's just an iron wall. She is the Great Wall of China. She <laughs> is just like mental fortitude on 100. She is not terrified by anything. This woman just lives sleeps breathes horror and that's probably where i get it from she loves paranormal shows oh, that see, that get that gets her granny juices rolling my grandma was stoic i guess i don't know what the right word is but she was solid man nothing really rattled her but i think it was the fact that she brought us to see a movie she thought was going to be lighthearted and funny and appropriate for kids <laughs> just because it had the kid from home alone in it and she was like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked yeah, up. it was bad. 
I was like, it was a really good movie. She goes, I'm so sorry. No, it was a really good movie. <laughs> and ironically, so when when would you say the VHS copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre probably came out? Like a year following the movie release, probably? I would assume so. I'm not, I can't remember the way that this, I mean, obviously I was born the same year it came out, but um, I would assume so, but I can't remember how it was distributed. I, I can't remember if it had like a limited release and then it slowly went on to get bigger and bigger and then it was released on VHS. I'm assuming that's probably how it happened, so I'm not exactly sure. It may have been a year. It could have been two or three. So when I was younger my grandmother's house, which is now my mother's house because my grandparents moved, we had a bunch of VHSs. Obviously, that's VHS at the time was the, the prominent thing. And we had a copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre for VHS. And I'm sitting here and thinking now, well, it couldn't have been my mom's. My mom doesn't like scary movies. It couldn't have been my aunt because she was like the oops baby like, <laughs> like 15, 20 <laughs> years later after they were already born. Oh, that is uh, a oops, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was uh that was the blizzard of '76, I think, or whatever they said, or <laughs> blizzard or whatever. Uh, now my aunt was born in the '90s, so yeah, that was a super oops. They were like in their 40s at that point. Um, but then it's like I don't know if my uncle really gives two shits about horror movies, so I don't know. But then he, he was in high school at that time, so it's like, whose movie was that? It was either his or it was my grandmother's. And that's how I got introduced to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One of them two just had the VHS and left it there. I think it followed you home like a Campbell's soup can. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I was not even alive. It just like, we just had like a little like VHS from old just rolling up our stairs and like, I got you. <laughs> going but, to going to my uncle Rob's to watch movies we weren't supposed to was a thing with me, my brother, and my cousins. Man, it just happened. We did a lot so of shit with my uncle Rob that we weren't supposed to, and he taught us how to get away with it. I don't know if that was the greatest thing or not, but anyway, that's a whole different story. But um, we used to go over there and watch the movie. Like I said, the movies we weren't supposed to on VHS, and then Jesus, man, when Laserdisc came out and. <laughs> It, it went hog wild. I mean, he, it, it, as often as possible, he was like, hey, man, you guys should come over and check this out. Check that out. Check this out. Even if it was just on VHS, it wasn't just to sh show off its Laserdisc. Whatever it was, when he got that Laserdisc player, dude, it was like, I, I, all, I, all I want to do is, is watch movies all the time. <laughs> we watched a lot of horror movies. Scary like a movies. A lot. They do something to you. They bring people together. It's like Christmas. Yep. We watched Boys in the Hood over there for the first time, too. How was that? How, how was that? Yeah, how'd that, how'd, that, how, how'd that do for a young Josh? Um, it made me go, whoa. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I come to find out what that world was like shortly thereafter. I, uh, I was pretty young when uh, I moved to Flint, so... Fun times there. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely a different world than what most people are used to. But definitely good people. And I think a lot of things like that inspire horror. 
And yeah, especially got, like, now. In that's how you got, times. like, Jordan Peele doing what he's doing. Exactly. Man. Candyman, get exactly, out. Man. And those and are us. fantastic. And Us, yeah, those are all fantastic horror movies. Oh, my God. Us is amazing, dude. I love that. See, I, I really like the horror movies, but there's so many plot holes. Say that again? <laughs> there's so many plot holes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never really took them into consideration. I kind of just, I always sink into that convention of, Ah, everything's perfect. This is how it's supposed to be. And then later on, somebody's <laughs> like, "Well, do, how could that even happen? This doesn't make sense." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Don't ruin the realism for me that everything is all hunky dory and the story is like flawless." But even like, like if you exclude it and then you like look at like the specific horror movie as being in its own universe with its own rules and stuff, even within the confines of those rules, there's a lot of hot. There's like a lot of holes. <laughs> yeah. <there is>. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe he's just good at the the template. They're still really good and they're very entertaining. It's just within the confines of the world that he creates, they still don't make sense. But neither did like his comedy sketches. So it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Which, speaking of, is completely off topic. But Jordan... uh, Most uh, of our conversation has been completely off topic. (laughs) Keegan-Michael... Keegan-Michael... Was it Keegan-Michael... Keegan-Michael Key Key is playing... Toad in the new Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't want to talk about it. That's a different podcast, and I will talk <laughs> for like three hours about it. <laughs> I, I just really want him to do his best Toad impression, and that's all I have to say. About it. I don't think they're gonna do any impressions. I think it's just gonna be them talking like they normally do. Well, I, think it's, I think they're not even going to attempt accents or like Im- imitation. I think it's just gonna be. Well, here's the watching. thing. There's a lot. Of, I mean, you could totally talk about this. I'm just gonna say it because it was brought up. And then we, we we should probably move on to the the feature of the, <laughs> yeah. the last girl series and the first one that we consider it to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but um, oh shit, what were we talking about? I interrupted it. And the new Mario. Oh, the new Mario, right? Uh, there's a lot of backlash about Chris Pratt being cast as Mario because he's Fuck not Chris Pratt. Fuck Chris Pratt. Well, I have personal problems with Chris Pratt too, but that's that's for another Doesn't podcast everyone. as well. And, yeah. <laughs> but um, the thing is, is that I have to defend that, or at least tell people that you can't do that. It it happened a few years ago, but Nintendo came out and said that Mario is not only not an not Italian, but he's not a plumber. Yeah, and that he well, never I mean, had been. In well, that makes sense in like the the universe of Mario as well because he he's depicted as like every occupation other than plumber. Right, like he's, he's a, a doctor. doctor. He's been he's been a doctor. He's been like a fast food worker. He's been like. <laughs> I believe there's like an accounting game. Luigi was like a, a hands dealer at a casino. Like, right. yeah, but no plumbers. They've shown a bunch of other occupations, and none of them have ever been plumbing. That's a so. Man, that's a Mandela effect. How I, you know, yeah, growing up, I always thought he was a plumber, and then yeah, I read that article. Or because it would make sense because he spends all this time in sewers. In Hold pipes. on a second. Wait a second. Yeah. Mandela effect is a whole nother podcast too. Oh my god. <laughs> that's good. that's gonna be on the round table. Spoiler alert, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. 
But all right, yeah, you're right. We gotta get, we gotta get on track. We gotta get this. We gotta get it going. Uh, otherwise, your people are just gonna start calling us. Like, what the fuck is this? You guys are just talking for a whole Sorry. hour. It's the last And it's funny because before we started recording, we were like, "It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen." Uh, it's just when you get a good bunch of good people to talk, have conversations with, you get distracted. There we go. But we're acknowledging but, it. So easy, smooth segue that no one will notice. Right, it's the, it's the easy, chill first episode to get you into our bullshit. Uh, but yeah, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, as far as that we could find and tell, that is the first instance of the final girl trope. Um, Nikki, you said you watch this every year, October 1st. Can you yes. give me the best you know, summary of the movie? <laughs> there's like a lot of death uh mm-hmm. the dude has a chainsaw spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> yep there's a lot um, of chainsaw it's fun so... fact though only one person <laughs> dies from the chainsaw you're right <laughs> yep. i know there's a lot of blood in the in it uh so the the big bad in the texas chainsaw massacre uh, series is Leatherface. Uh, Does he have an actual name? Um, so like Bubba or something like that. The answer is yes. I don't think they say it though. <laughs> no, yeah, only in the backstory and in the legend and yeah. all that. Okay. Yeah. Um, something kind of interesting about Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that it was so Leatherface is based off of an actual serial serial killer named Ed Gain, um, yep. which is. Well, he's, he's, Ed Gein is interesting because he's a serial killer, but he's also, like, he was mostly known because he used to make skin suits, which is where Leatherface gets his name. So, Ed Gein would go into, like, cemeteries and, like, pick apart people's corpses and, like, take them and and fashion them into like accessories and stuff which yes. is where leatherface gets his name and inspiration but it's inaccurate to call him a serial killer because he actually yeah. only killed two people yeah so so he's technically a serial killer he's presumed to have killed more but there's only proof for two yes so... <laughs> okay actually um, another fun fact you can actually take the corpse of say a loved one and you can actually have their skin Hand made into shoes That's... and or lamps lampshades but also, i know shoes for sure you can also put the the ashes into bullets yep and necklaces oh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff yeah. you can do their blood all kinds of stuff it's that's a real very freedom odd. seed right there <laughs> freedom seed i want to be in a tree that'd be kind of cool or made into like a cross kind of creepy wouldn't it but yeah, yes. honestly, like, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of those horror movies where, like, there is a plot, but it doesn't necessarily matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it doesn't change the outcome or anything. It's just sort of like, it's a slasher film, as I'm pretty sure everybody who would be listening to this knows. Um, All right. Now, you said there's pretty much nothing beyond that fact. I mean, basically, it's a last girl movie. And Leatherface is in it, and he wears a face. But it, it, there's there actually is. more than that. 
the the <laughs> now, lesson is this from the original or yes, is this for like okay. that's from the original the 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 lesson from texas chainsaw massacre is when on a road trip never go below a half a tank really yes because huh. they ran a little too low on gas and the one guy says i told you oh. we should have filled up at the last one and he was right that's the lesson here. Never run. <laughs> it's just like never if like if if people aren't coming back to the party and it's happening to more than one person. Never go. Yeah. I'll be right back. I mean, there's just simple rules to follow here. <laughs> Honestly. And um, the final yeah. girl trope really did introduce a lot of new elements into horror. So you have like the gas station, the creepy gas station attendant. You have the running out of gas. The we're all going on a college, you know, vacation trip. We're going to the cabins, which you, you know, you can see those <laughs> things reflected in like cabin fever. Uh, oh yeah, cabin in the woods. Totally. I'm sure there's probably a movie just called Cabin out there. A lot of cabins. Yeah. Cabin um, fever is so bad. Anyway. It, <laughs> I I have my own vendetta against Eli Roth, but oh, yeah, that's that's a, that's another day, another time, but. <laughs> I think I really like it. Obviously, it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is going to go down in uh, history. It already has. It is probably, if you're looking at slashers, uh, that's going to be that one. And this real, uh, Texas Chain, the final girl trope, I feel like is the progenitor to the slasher films. Like, without that, you didn't have slasher films. That's very true. Oh, definitely. Without um, this, you did not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Hey, real quick before Nikki jumps in on that, I just want to point out something that's very interesting. I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but mm-hmm. the um, the last name of the family is pretty famously the Sawyer family, right? Yeah, Bean Sawyer. Yeah. It, that's not what it was supposed to be. People ran with that, but that the original say, thing was not... supposed to be the Slaughter's. And you you actually see that on the sign at the gas station. It says W period E period slaughter barbecue, huh. which is we slaughter barbecue. But um, yeah, so the original last name was supposed to be Slaughter, not Sawyer. Huh. I, I see. If, yeah. if it was Slaughter, I think it would have been a little corny just because it's like, okay, we get it, uh, the Slaughter family. Yeah, which, I, which I, is I like what it. I did, yeah. which is what I did when I noticed it. It, it was, it was, I giggled, but, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, uh, I actually looked that little trivia piece up, but um, yeah, I had to go back and see it again. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, not supposed to be Sawyer. Now, huh. would you guys say that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a good movie. Yeah, you know, it being the first of its kind, and then stacking up to what we'll later discuss being uh, the worst and best of this trope. How would you say it stacks up against this aforementioned best that we oh. have yet to re- to announce to the world? Very well. Um, I'll say like the loose plot is that like. This family, or well, a sister and her brother and then their friends are going to their, like, grandfather's estate because there's been reports of vandalism and grave robbing and then they run out of gas. (laughs) And, like, they're in, like, creepy area. And then 
they get they get got. They get got. <laughs> As with most other horror movies that followed that. I feel like ones that came out prior to this, like Psycho, were a little bit more plot driven. Yeah. Who who um, which which coincidentally <laughs> was also the inspiration um taken from Ed Gein as well. Uh, yeah. Psycho and one other movie. I can't remember what it was. I believe it is um, Silence of the Lambs. Yep, you're right. Buffalo Bill came from that game, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Bill is weird. So Buffalo. was a game. It, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was really weird, too, for sure. On the like, the whole tucking his willy into his legs and then dancing around in the mirror. I was like, yeah. no. There's no way that guy's not on LSD. No. <laughs> anyway. This is a whole other conversation, but um, Leatherface also kind of started this trope of like demonizing people who are LGBT, <laughs> um, especially in like the horror genre. Like, it's weird when you look at it in that lens, but like it's contributed a lot to like transphobia and homophobia in that way like in in ways you wouldn't like normally connect if it's not already on your radar <laughs> well yeah i was i would say that and you're right i have seen that reflected on the internet here's where um like i i will say that it definitely was not the intention and, no it and, wasn't yeah because the guy that played leather, leather face uh, I'm having a great day talking today. The guy that played <laughs> Leatherface, uh, Gunnar Hansen, was told by Toby Hooper, the director, here's Leatherface. You're getting these three masks to wear. And basically, he's a baby. He's a grown baby that's scared of everything. He kills yeah. because he's scared. Everything else, his movements, his behavior, it's all going to come from you. So... He actually went and spent time at a school for the mentally handicapped and studied the way that they moved and talked and then mixed that with what Hooper gave him and did his best to portray Leatherface in the least offensive way possible. And many, many handicap organizations have actually said that he did a really good job of that. Yeah. And that Leatherface, he changes his masks in the movie to show his feelings that he's got three of them. If you paid attention, he's got his killing mask that he wears when he's scared. The old lady mask. Um, you see him when he bring, when they bring Sally back home and he's in the kitchen cooking. Um, that's when he wants to, you know, help and help provide and do things that are good. And then he wears the pretty woman mask that he wears at dinner. So he feels dressed up. Yeah. The intention was, the intention was to make it seem more or less that he had something more similar to, like, DID. Um, and unfortunately, in pop culture and in some subsequent horror films, it was taken more as if he was uh, a transgender person. Yes, and that's unfortunate. And he was cross-dressing, which was not the intention. <laughs> right. Just putting that out there, because a lot of other places, yeah. or a lot of other media is does have some pretty trans non-transparent homophobia yeah. and transphobia in there but anyway again totally another podcast <laughs> actually i think that's yeah. been covered on the round table already but in any case oh maybe i don't make it to some of those but um yeah so i say it definitely stacks up um i think that 
it's one of those things where no matter how many times you watch it, you can get, like, you, you'll notice something else. You'll notice that there's different masks. You'll notice that there's different motivations, different little moves that he does. Like, I feel like this is one of those films you can keep watching and still get something new. Yeah, I, I too believe that because this film, I, I want, I don't want to say that it didn't have like everything put together from the beginning, but they left so much <laughs> in for interpretation for their actors and their cinematographers yeah. and everything else in between, where they made these choices that had purpose and intent, and it allowed for that creativity to flow. Because I feel like when you watch horror movies, at least as of currently. Everything is already pre-planned. Like we already know what we're gonna be doing, when we're gonna do it, how we're gonna do it. And I feel like there's not a lot of room for interpretation, at least from the cast. Maybe yeah. not the audience, because a lot of movies like to do that where like, ooh, who did that did so and so really die? Was that really just a dream? Like who knows? Oh, and I hate that. <laughs> I hate I hate films that use interpretation as like a, a means to give you your conclusion. Because yeah, that just feels like a that's cop not out. a story that is a cop out. I bitch about it on the You're comics podcast out. all the time. It's up to you to figure it out. What? That is like, not why I just spent twelve months reading this fucking story was for me to come up with the end. You could have just said, yeah. "Here's an idea, figure it out on Reddit," and people would have. <laughs> like, I don't even mean it in like the way that like I think that horror, especially, is a genre that um does well without like full conclusions. So, like, I don't think, like, leaving the story open-ended is necessarily, like, the part that makes it a cop-out. The part that makes it a cop-out is when you're, they, like, wake up from the dream and they're like, oh, did that really happen? But they have, like, a scar on their face or something. Like, that's lazy. Yes. <laughs> and with that, I, I think even though there is no, I guess in a more modern, traditional sense, is no plot. For Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's literally just kids the wrong place, the wrong time. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, basically, it, it, it's like, hey, don't go poking around where the hell you're not supposed to. Look at this shit. Yeah. One person after another walks into a house that they've got no reason to walk into or believe that their friend went to. Not a single one of them. And when they open the fucking door... There's animal belts and weird shit stapled to every square inch of the fucking walls and stairs. Who in the fuck walks into a house like that? I'm look. My biggest fear in in the world is uh, losing my mind and being trapped in my body, or losing my body and still having my mind. And I currently have both of those going on. I'm not scared of shit, and I would turn around and walk the fuck out of that house. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, I think this also started the, the 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 racier trait of white people do white people shit in horror yeah. scenarios. Yeah, that's um, true. Which it's funny because in Candyman, the the newer one, uh, towards the resolution of the movie, uh, Anthony's wife, she's in the laundromat. She goes to open the door to the basement, and it's just pitch black, like spoiler. downstairs. And she's and she's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a really a, much of a spoiler, but well, yeah, we'll give that out there. Uh, she looks down there, and she's like. Nope. Closes it, turns around, walks away. Yep. I mean, exactly. the same thing happens in us. Like, it's it's, it's interesting when you think about, like, race factoring into it. Because in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it kind of doesn't. Like, I mean, it, it does, but it, it isn't, like, contrasted, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so either. it's not as obvious when it happens. Like, everybody in it is white because everybody 
the only people that could get acting jobs were white in 1974. So, <laughs> like, it wasn't, like, deliberately that way. But when you look at more modern films like Us, like, it's very, very in your face. Like, it's very transparent that there's a difference between these two races in the confines of this world that will make one race safer than the other. <laughs> and, like, you even see that in, like, like magic horror, I guess, say, or black magic type of horror where it's always, like, ah, it's voodoo or something like that. And oh yeah. It's always, you know, somebody of uh, African or Haitian uh descent, which I guess you could almost sum up to one. Um they're always like, "Yeah, you shouldn't do this because you don't know what you're messing with." And then it's always just like some silly teenagers, some very specifically silly white teenagers that are like, "Let's yeah. do this shit." And then it's like, "Why? Why <laughs> would you want to do that after somebody who's some myth- mythical shaman was like, "No." Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Tropes on the tropes <laughs> in a movie. I know that's been on the round table, but here's another white person one. All right. So you see a killer coming up the basement stairs. All right. Oh my God. So instead of running out the front door, you run up the stairs to the second floor. Why? That makes no sense. I've never understood that ever. <laughs> like, I mean, cause the thing is that transcends like even just horror, like it's in like action movies when there's like the bad guy coming up the stairs they just run up the stairs when there's a fire in the basement they run up the stairs when there's <laughs> like when they they hear something in the basement they either open the door and they hear something or they see something and then they run up the stairs like i right. don't understand <laughs> or or they shoot the bad guy one time and instead of shooting oh him more they walk over and try to like nudge his face with their foot Putting them in the Double most tap. dangerous exact triple tap. <laughs> Two in the head, one in the chest. <laughs> Unless you're Michael Myers, that may not work. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose that's true. <laughs> he just keeps coming back. Anti-sex yeah, but at least you got drug. until the next movie. Right. Which, another side note, uh, Halloween Kills got literally the worst promotion I've ever seen for a horror franchise like Halloween. Yeah, like, that's true. I, I've I've heard nothing about it till I went to go see Candyman, and I seen a poster on the theater wall, and I'm like, when was this coming out? It, and, oh, <laughs> dude, I'm so excited because I I loved that 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 last one. Like, that was great. I thought. Oh it was yeah, fantastic. these last couple have been yeah. Like I feel like they finally did it some justice. Yep, you know? me too. I mean, it totally makes sense that she'd be some weird paranoid grandma in the in the woods. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't she like kind of like that? Well, like Lori would be. That's what Activia does to you. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is very anti-gun. She's like, she's like the incredible liberal. But she's in the movie. Is she's she like liberal? gun training. Or yeah. Is she just democratic. <laughs> oh no, um, no, she's very liberal. That's okay. coming from a liberal, someone who's mostly liberal. <laughs> Definitely, uh, yeah. I think that you should be able to grow weed in your own home, run off of solar panels and collected water, with your, with your gay partner, while defending it all with a gun. That sounds fun. <laughs> actually sounds like a pretty good living i mean i'm not gay but like if i was i'd be like yeah that sounds like a pretty solid like everything from a to z you just mentioned i'm like yeah that sounds like a good it's plan to- it's totally totally fine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i think 
and I feel like a horror movie in general, like horror genre, I don't think it gets the promotion and it's it's praise. Well, like it, it, it depends on who is doing it. If you're a big yeah. name or if you're breaking through with, you know, like amazing stuff. Let's say not I won't say amazing stuff, but stuff yeah. that is definitely either shocking or semi groundbreaking, like Don't Breathe or Get Out or Jordan Peele's yeah. Us, that, those, those kind of things. Unless it's like that, it's just not happening. Well, then I let mean, me put it like this then. So, okay, so Jordan Peele or anybody of person of color, I would like to say, mm-hmm. will get the praise, they will get the rewards, they will get like the, the everything in between, under, under everything under the sun. And that's great. I absolutely love it as a person of color. I definitely appreciate that people can take it, take that and like, yeah, you deserve something. But I feel like if somebody like Wes Craven just decided I'm making something new, I'm coming out, I'm doing it, I don't think he would get the praise that he would deserve. I think he would get the promotion, See? but I don't think anybody in his cast would get an award. I think horror as genre, they actors, artists, directors, I don't think they get enough praise. See? Yeah, I don't think that they get so, enough nods. I think like you could pretend that they're going to get the award, but it's just not going to happen. While I agree, I also think that Jordan Peele specifically is a little bit different because he was already so well known before he started directing horror. So like That's true. he transitioned genres and also is one of the first leading like black horror mm-hmm. directors. So, and, and his his films are great. Like, they deserve the praise they get. It's just, like, on top of that, like, I feel like him specifically is just a little bit different because he's transcending so many things while he's doing it. Like, right. it's not, like, specifically because of his race, but it's also, like, a little bit more notoriety because of it, I guess. It's, it's a factor. It's not, like, the whole. Like, even, like, uh, the actor that played the alien for I think just the first alien film. We know him now. Yeah. <laughs> but like at the time he was not gonna get any notoriety for what he did. Oh and yeah. He no, killed and he not. killed no, no, no. it. And he killed it. Or even like uh Vin Diesel. He was the Iron Giant. I hate Vin Diesel. <laughs> I mean I'm not a fan of him personally, but like I I never knew he was the voice of the Iron Giant. Oh. And I love that movie. Like I have, I would yeah. get a tattoo of the Iron Giant because I, I love it that much. But like a lot of like things in horror, and obviously Iron Giant is not horror, um, but well. I love it so much. <laughs> I mean, depending on how you want to ring work it, you could consider that that's pretty damn scary. A giant uh, robot that was sent here to destroy the Earth, but he got a and little he dent. Did. He got a dent in his forehead, and he forgot about it. Okay, <laughs> except like he also kind of is still evil, like. <laughs> No, he's Superman. And then what's his name? What what's his name in that? The the little kid. Hogarth. Yeah, that's the worst name for a child. Like I <laughs> They they even comment about that in the movie. The the that FBI agent. He's like he's like what Hog- makes it a horror movie? The child the child's name being Hogarth. I mean Hogarth. it's 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 <laughs> look, man. It's a it's an unfortunate name, but uh I mean, I believe there's a celebrity out there. Whose name is Harry Butts, and I feel as though that would be the the worst 
baby name to ever have. That's funny. I know. And how, why would scary. you? Why wouldn't? <laughs> why wouldn't you go by Harold? Harold Butts. That's. I mean, that's that's got to be better than Harry is Butts. Is there another one? Like, is there another nickname you can make it? Like, yeah. why are there like ten nicknames for Robert and only one for Harold? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I would be uh, like, what's your name, Jack? <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> you call me but, Bubba. I mean, any uh, anything other than <laughs> anything, anything but other, Harry Buds. <laughs> anything but to Harry Buds. <laughs> a little bit back on track. Yeah, so sorry. Texas Chainsaw Massacre had um so like there's no like really good like there's no good way to pinpoint exactly how much they had in budget. But it's somewhere between eighty thousand and one hundred and forty thousand to make the whole movie yeah. for Texas Chainsaw. I, yeah, actually, it was um, somewhere between eighty thousand and one hundred and forty thousand dollars extra. Their 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 original budget was sixty grand, and everything that went over the top of that, they got their funding by selling off the. Uh, oh, what do you Gosh. call it? totally blanking the uh not the not the yeah license licensing rights they they sold off portions of the licensing rights so like people who had nothing to do with that movie every time there's something texas chainsaw massacre that comes out they get a portion of it because they had to they were able to buy into the movie this was also one of the first horror movies that made like an actual franchise out of their movie. There was subsequently like I believe six or seven related films in the Texas Chainsaw universe. Right. They weren't like named. <laughs> they they weren't like Halloween one to thirteen, but like <laughs> they were pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, there were there were quite a few Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. I believe. Yeah, there? I believe yeah. that there's like four, four or five in altogether. the original lineup and then there's like one about just specifically Leatherface and then there's one about I believe his child or something like that. <laughs> the child of Leatherface. Jesus, are we reaching much? I mean Honestly. Yeah, I think when you start getting to like the children of the killer. Like, like, if, well. like, <laughs> like Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> Not Friday the thirteenth or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. There you go. He had yeah. a kid. And it's like, wow, your kid's your kid is just as weird as you guy. Right. Oh no. <laughs> and oddly enough, she became a final girl. There you go. And all no. comes fun circle. Thank you, Leather. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I mean like everything you mentioned that like, comes from the budget. Like that just goes to show that you don't need I mean, obviously inflation, so that price would have gone up significantly turn you know, with current, you know, technology. Um, but just goes to show that you don't need a whole lot of money to make a good horror movie. No, you, you don't, don't need no, all these don't. special effects. And like I like I just said, uh, Candy Candyman. Just because I watched it, you know, yesterday, um, there there is some CG in it, and it's like you can really see it. And it's like I could have, you could have just literally just put a guy on some fucking chicken wire and just like glided him across the screen, and I'd have been like, yeah, that's that's great. That's awesome. That's how they used to do it. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> in, in the age of 4K, I feel like CG has kind of lost its place. I mean, we are graduating yeah. to 8K now. The definition is so fucking high that CG 
just can't help but look animated, no matter how well it's rendered. So it's time to go back to prosthetics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And think, I mean, yeah, things will get more expensive, but things will look better. You will be putting more people in positions of uh, power, uh, wealth. You're giving more jobs out there. You get to see more creativity come out. I mean, we've all seen, you know, like Face Off or any of the other like spinoff shows of the like. And like you see some really talented shit out there. And like. And then you're sitting there like. Where is it though? Yeah, like who, where are these people that be that are making all these props and prosthetics and makeup artists and special effects artists? Like where are they? They're like, stuck doing they... B movies right now. There's no. several, several people who were on Face Off. I binge watched all 13 seasons while I was messed up on COVID. I loved. Them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, there's a lot of them. You go look them up on Instagram, and they're they're doing B movies, and it's. It's kind of messed up because the you know it's all computers now. And one of the yeah. things I learned from my film classes is that, like, then this obviously like specifically relates to me. But if any of you, anybody else out there, or even you guys who just decide you guys want to be producers, directors, cinematographers, anything of the like, uh, employ those people. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. give them a job. Fuck if anything, I was a writer. I wouldn't have the money for a producer. But anybody out there listening, yeah, hire them. Hire them. Do do yeah. yourself a service. Like, and this, this is an example we had to use for, um, we had to watch a bunch of documentaries. And FX actually, all their directors were male, but as soon as they and it was like as soon as they dropped like half of them, and then made that back with females, uh, they made so much money. They made yeah. so much money. They won so many awards, and it's like, hire your ladies, hire your your prosthetic people, and your special effects artists, your makeup people. Hire them. Hire, Hire the blindly. Ones. Don't ask for what their race is. Don't ask for what their their sex is. Just hire the <laughs> go talent. Go off their work. Hire yep. talent. You'll get Don't hire such an because... amazing diverse and diverse has a negative connotation to it for so many people out there. But it's 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 not a bad idea because look, you wow. get people from different backgrounds, people from different kinds of experiences. You're going to come out with different kinds of products. And there's one thing that we don't have in media anymore and that is something different yep and nothing that's why we're on like the 14th halloween movie <laughs> right or i mean yeah <laughs> we if we if we don't continue it we reboot it yep and we don't and we I... don't even wait a long time look at spider-man for christ's sake oh my god but i like i, I like the new one though yeah, I, I, I like Tom Holland. I like Tom Holland. I... Okay, but can you admit that he's like not Spider Man? No, like, he's Spider Man. He's Spider Man. Uh, I mean, in the way that his Spider Man isn't like Spider-Man. he's not a real Peter Parker. Spider Man. You, you can't convince well, me. Hold that on. Spider-Man. There's you an MCU podcast, me. guys. Come on now. <laughs> well, I will say this, Tim. You can. No one can convince him that Tobey Maguire is Spider Man. He did oh, it no. first. Yes. But he looks like a 30 year old man. <laughs> Trying to be a high school student, you can't convince me. <laughs> and then Andrew Garfield, he was he was he played the awkwardness really well. He's too pretty. Yeah, I like Garfield. Too... I just didn't like the movies. No, that's the Garfield movies. Yeah, no, the, <laughs> like the little Andrew... cat that looks lasagna. <laughs> no, the Andrew Garfield movies. Yeah, yes. Um. Anyway, but he like... wasn't in Leatherface. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, surprisingly enough, I don't even think Tobey Maguire was born, but if he was, I think he'd be a perfect person in this. You know, <laughs> was there one of one of the Leatherface movies? Uh, Trey Songs was in there. Trey Songs. Yeah. Or was that Friday the Thirteenth? Dude, I dropped off Friday after the like 13th. the second. It was Texas Friday the Thirteenth massacre. <laughs> Friday How the 13th would you think? just got franchises. more ridiculous and more ridiculous as it went. Yeah. I don't know, fuck with like the Freddy versus Jason shit. <laughs> like, I really love the concept of the final girl because it does give empowerment to women. It does. It does. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're, to, to one they're the ones that survive. They, out of against all odds, <laughs> their own strength, they survived. Whether okay. it was, you know, Deus Ex Machina or it was just pure luck. And you can go, and you can argue that it is that stuff because you're like you're right because like obviously in like Texas Chainsaw Massacre that is pure luck. You you didn't survive yeah, because you were talented in any. But also, uh, I guess I guess can we transition to the bad one because yeah, <laughs> the definitely. Only reason well, the girl survives in that one is because they spend most of the budget getting her. Right. So I do think that we've said enough about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We gave its praise. We gave its whys, the who's and the what's. In a little bit about it. So if you haven't seen it, uh, you're several years late, but better late than never. Go watch it. Uh, you could probably find it on any streaming site or any oh, yeah. buy none, get one free site. Um, definitely check it out. But I before, highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say before we before we sign off on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, let's make sure we all enjoyed it. It's a fantastic oh, yeah. movie. Isaiah likes it. Nikki is, a, I believe, addicted to it. She has a ritual. <laughs> and I love it, too. It's, it is a good movie. It is an initial Final Girl movie. It's the one that brought it to all of us, you know? And there, there, are, there is a plot. I mean, it, yes, it is a loose one. But there are things that string together. Yeah. Like, like at the dinner scene, we see the dad say, I don't like the killing much. And before... Like at the gas station, he's trying to warn them several times to not go to that house, you know. So I mean, there yeah. there are things that do string together. I think I think it's a fantastic movie. I think that you know, loose enough. Every final girl plot is going to be yeah. loose. It's gonna be. <laughs> they're all. There's like a that. killer. Like... They're all gonna die by <laughs> but one. Um, if you cast a black guy, make sure he dies too. Uh, oh, yeah, go. First, if <laughs> yeah, he has to be the first one to die. Right. Which may or not be because of racism. Probably well, so. Oh, I think it's one, one <laughs> other cool. Fair to say may. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it one definitely other cool is. piece of trivia that I wanted to, or a couple other ones that I wanted uh, pieces of trivia about this before we finish. This is one of the only times in movies that the victim scares the killer. Where she comes sure. around the door and Leatherface is frightened by her before she turns around and runs away, and then um, uh, the well, I had something else, <laughs> but uh, uh, this movie was messed up for everybody that was involved. The dinner scene took twenty-seven hours to film. They did it during a 34-hour stretch, pure straight of filming. All of the food was real and rotting the whole time. The temperature was between 100 and 110 degrees. 
that poor dude that was in the grandpa suit never got out of it. And the guy that played the hitchhiker, that crazy fucking hitchhiker dude, said that the movie and shooting was so bad, it was worse than when he served in Vietnam. And if he ever saw Toby Hooper again, he very well might kill him. Yeah. I don't know that much about Toby Hooper, but his name, uh, Toby, is spelled T-O-B-E, so you know he's kind of, like, psychotic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he like Toby Maguire. No one's going to convince me Toby Maguire isn't psychotic. Did you see when he had the black suit Superman? Anybody that would walk down the street of New York City doing that paid or not? No, man. Uh-uh. You're crazy. Um, <laughs> Toby but, is the name of a turtle. <laughs> yeah. But not not to like sign off, to, to shift it towards the end of this episode too quickly. But you're right. This The movie's great. It does offer some. There is some plot. I mean, obviously, it doesn't have nothing because it did spawn a series and just like all the slashers that you know the final girl scene the final girl created all these slashers um exactly obviously the the mainstream ones they became something you know you have your halloween verse you have your friday the 13th your nightmare on elm streets your child's plays well i don't know if child's play is final girl but i'm sure there is one with a final girl well Um, i mean see the final girl inspired like all those different subgenres of what we call slasher film, slasher film, a final girl yeah. is a slasher film, you know, anything that kind of starts that, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? Slaughterhouse. I mean, all, all of those, all of those slasher films all came from Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even, even Alien. Uh, came mm-hmm. from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ridley Scott watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and, and he was inspired to make Alien from it, which I and thought so, was cool as shit. I did not know that. And so I'd like to say that they got the stamp of approval as being the progenitor of the Final Girl. Started oh, it yeah. all. I I'd like to say that horror really didn't pick up until probably right that time in terms of mainstream. I mean, a lot of people watch Psycho, and yeah, that it did its thing, and Stanley Kubrick did his things, but I think not until that movie came out did horror became more of like a household title. Like, this is a horror movie. Yeah. 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 My, man, <laughs> my man's coughing in the, in the back. He can't talk yet. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Poltergeist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and The Exorcist, man, they they affected people on such a large scale that they changed um, horror movies forever in each of their own way. And not only that, but they are, I would say, largely responsible for a a vast majority of the desensitization in the world to to gore and scare and horror and violence. Yeah, which one's the one that... The, there, ah, there was one where they had the, oh, excuse me. There was one where they had barf bags underneath the seats in the movie theater. Uh, like, Exorcist. Ah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Exorcist. And uh, they did not have the money for special effects in that movie past what they did with the Exorcist girl, the projectile vomiting, and the makeup. All right. So, and they made the, the, the spinning head. So everything else had to be done by performers 
including that creepy ass crawl down the stairs, that was actually done by a person. Yep. <laughs> I learned how to do that once for one of the haunted hayrides. I was so I. <laughs> I used to do really makeup long... for haunted houses. So tell me more. I didn't actually have makeup, so I was. I'm already like really pale, and I'm five feet tall for those that are listening. So I'm like a small person. So. They built me, like, these stairs that were, like, 10 feet tall and, like, winded around and were, like, on one side had a railing and then on the other side towards the hayride part of it didn't have, like, anything. So that way you could see me in full, full whatever. Right. Um, and I used to have, like, down to my butt, like, really dark brown hair. So before the, the shooting, like, someone, or before, like, one of the rides came around, someone literally, their whole job was to douse me in a bucket of water and then watch me go down the stairs to make sure I didn't fall. <laughs> wonderful so would you do that multiple times a night just douse yourself in the water every ride Damn. every time someone came around i would be i would have to rush up to the top of the stairs go back down and it would be like 10 seconds i would have like a spotlight on me so that way when you turned it off you couldn't see me anymore and i would go back up the stairs and i would get another bucket of water poured on me <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome trooper yes <laughs> i i never i never acted in the ha- the haunted houses but I, I did the makeup. I did some of the makeup for some of the people. And then I would force myself to go through them. There's, there was one in Detroit called the Trilogy of Terror. And I will always be amazed that I got in to do makeup on that. That's so <laughs> but, cool. um, oh, it was super cool. But the thing is about the Trilogy of Terror, it was like, at least as far as I knew, it was one of the first ones, or if not the first one, that said, you get your money back if you make it all the way through. Really? Yeah, so I immediately went through it afterward. And even though I probably did eight of the monsters makeups, I mean, there was like 40 or something. It was three stories and each each floor was a different theme. You had to make it all the way through. You got your money back. Even though I did like eight of them, I still didn't. I couldn't make it through. they, They had one part of the Hellraiser theme where you walk into this black hallway and it's nothing but black, right? And every once in a blue moon, there's like this tiny little pinhole that shows through, but it doesn't show anything. It's just like, holy shit, why can't you be bigger? And (laughs) you'll, you'll start walking and the room, the ceiling will start shrinking down and you'll think, okay, well, I've got to keep crawling and I've got to keep crawling Okay, well, damn, I'm I'm damn near on my knees now. And then you just come to a fucking wall. Oops, you went the wrong fucking way. You had to... <laughs> Jesus like Christ. Yep, that's some bullshit, man. <laughs> that's so it was, funny. It was really really cool, but yeah, I I I did I only did it once, so I I I didn't pay yeah. twenty bucks. I got to pay ten dollars to go through it because I worked there. But yep, I didn't that's get so I didn't cool. get my ten dollars back. Yeah, ours was a fundraiser, (laughs) so we didn't get paid. Mm. (laughs) But, like, it it was always fun. There was one time where I, so we had it, so people were in almost, like, stalls, like, like, stable stalls on either side of the hayride, and there would be mostly women um, in fake chains, like, up against the back, and then, like, our leather face would come in, like, run against like the the like hayride guy right. the cart itself and then they would run up to us <laughs> Sweet. <Good times. laughs> and Good then times. like the hayride would be gone away by then but 
haunted house is still scared the shit out of me to this day. Oh no! Man. Any, anything that you can make <laughs> real or feel real, you're awesome. I am actually the biggest chicken shit. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to stuff like that, I think because I was involved with it for so many years, I, it, it doesn't phase me. Like I know those people. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm yeah. just like, uh, you know, this is some 16 year old doing this for like college credit or something. I don't know. No, I think <laughs> I think haunted houses and and shit were the reason why I got interested in doing makeup, and probably yeah. probably responsible for my goth phase as well. Josh and his ghost. Oh God Jesus, face. man! That's a horror movie on its own. You have no idea. <laughs> I, I mean, fucking fishnet shirts, black, black ass eyeliner, mascara, <laughs> the whole fucking nine yard, black rinse hair dye, you name it. It was fucked up. You just so you're just looking like Brandon Lee and the Crow. Uh, a little bit more boisterous, but yeah. Ooh. <laughs> There's only one picture out there that still exists of me that looks like that and i cannot get my friend to take it off his fucking facebook i've I even tried reporting it. it huh no <laughs> 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 that's but, not happening i am 42 i cannot go on a cross country not a robot podcast field trip <laughs> cool beans we're gonna we're gonna hunt this man down and get several <laughs> of oh jesus christ do you see how much silver is in this beard you don't nothing, want to nothing, a, nothing, a little. Uh, was it Rogaine? Rogaine. Fix? Ouch. It could be none if you put in black rinse hair dye. <laughs> Does anybody you look good when they black rinse hair dye purple. their beard? No. <laughs> but knowing my luck, I would go through a haunted house, and I would just find that guy who's just had the worst existence ever, and he's like, you know, I really like Leatherface. Hmm. I wonder. And then I'm the one that gets killed. And then I'm the start of, <laughs> of an entire ass horror series. And I'm on national news, but I'm dead. And it's like, well, I got my I got my fame and fortune. Just no longer alive to, you know, endure it and have fun. Right? Yeah. No, that would be my fucking luck. Yeah. But <laughs> to finish off what we've we've started, uh, in the next episode, we will actually be discussing the worst and the best final girl film that Texas Chainsaw Massacre has uh, delivered to us on a silver platter. Uh, because without it and him, we would not have what we have today, probably, for sure. And so we will be discussing the worst and the best. We will have a nice debate. I think we will probably have a unanimous, unanimous decision, but I am definitely up for everyone having their own what you think is their favorite and what you think is their worst. Um, Which, I know okay. Nikki has some what it, what, are, what are we doing first? We'll start with the worst. My, I feel like the uh, worst <laughs> is a little easier to make a, fi- a decision on, but who did it the best? Oh, I, I have I have, I have, have an opinion on that one. I've got an opinion on that one. So, so, so yeah. All right. The worst? I'm probably going to have to say my bloody valentine there there are a lot of them out there that could be worse but my bloody valentine tried to be so good and failed so badly and i'm a huge supernatural fan so that kind of bummed me out for jensen Ackles. but fuck man it just blows <laughs> that that is yeah. my vote for worst or worst final girl movie 
Mine too. Oh, right on. Definitely. I think if not that, uh, what you did last summer or whatever, whatever the actual. I, I prompt know what you was. did last summer. I know what you yes. did last summer. Yeah. See, I think it was a tie between between um, that, the final girl, and and my bloody Valentine. Yeah, those are, and it's funny because those are more modern, mm-hmm. and they're just terrible. Absolutely Bad. shit. Like not good. Unanimous decision. All right, like I said, worst. We're gonna get a unanimous decision. Best. There might be some debate, and we'll actually leave that for the next episode, just so that we can we we can spread ourselves out a little bit. We can give we can give each movie that we think is the best is due diligence, and then we'll just come to a decision. Even if I think Alien is my is the best final girl, which I do have some thoughts on that. <laughs> I might just have to agree with uh, Nikki thinking that hers is the best and that's fine that is absolutely okay and well that... you have to agree with me because I'm right Oh, maybe so maybe so. <laughs> so And so, are you saying we need to go in here with a prepared argument I feel yes. like that's what you're saying Okay. I, I need I need a powerpoint a thesis and at least two professional articles Yes, I need a thesis. Don't worry, I, I'll, I'll do it. I got I'll do, I'll I mean, do I'm it. a PowerPoint gonna... working motherfucker. I can whip shit up in PowerPoint. <laughs> but... <laughs> but with that being said, that will wrap up today's show. I want to thank all of you wonderful humans and Patreon supporters for their continual support. And if you would like to be a cellar dweller yourself, uh, just like ourselves, uh, Nikki is a professional cellar dweller and play a pivotal role in our future horror discussions, <laughs> you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash notarobotpodcast with their tiers that start out at just $1 a month. That is where you will find all things Not A Robot. You can also follow this podcast Twitter at notarobotscares and send in show mail to notarobotscares at gmail.com. I will read that shit. I will talk about that shit. And, you know, that might have an opportunity to have a topic idea discussed on this show. Uh, I'm, Absolutely. I, I we definitely will. am a fiend for little things like that. But thank you humans for slithering into the cellar with us. And as always, there's only one way we say goodbye around here. Until next time, don't let the light go out. And don't let